Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we're sitting down with Stephanie Quayle in Toad's Town. Yeah, that's what she likes to call it. Part of my birthday weekend, man. We got to sit down and talk music, books, a whole bunch of stuff about life, and so much more. I'm going to keep this one simple. Let's get to know Stephanie Quayle. Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. I really think you're cool. Cha-cha-cha. Happy birthday, dear Toad Town. I don't know what Toad Town is. <laughs> it's new. I like it. I like it. We'll go with it. Finish <laughs> it, please. Happy birthday to you. I love it. Sitting with Miss <laughs> Stephanie Cole. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Also known as Toad's Town. I don't know what that means, but we're going with it. You need your own town. Could you imagine having a whole town? All it would be is uh, motorcycles. Yes. Electric ones. Yeah, it's and already it. awesome. It's already awesome. I want to move there. Um, I want to say that the last time we probably did this was 2019. Probably. Because that was the last time you played here. Not the last time I saw you, but the last time we played here. That's so crazy. Um, welcome back to Vegas. Thank you. It's great to be here. And I want to say the last time you were here... No, that's not true. Was it true? August. You did come for my birthday... And we had dinner, and you surprised me at dinner because I didn't know you guys were going. You told me you had shit to do, and we walked into a sushi bar, and there you and David were. It was badass. <laughs> we're going to be a sneaky. There's nothing wrong with that. I know. I like it. I like it. I like it, too. Um, we were at, just at dinner, and you brought something up to me, and I, before I forget, I want to talk about it. The <laughs> first time you ever played here, I was having a conversation with you about something, and I said, I'm almost too transparent to a fault. And you said that there was something I said to you the first time you ever played here. Yeah. Well, playing here the first time, was that back in like 2016, maybe? Probably. And, you know, I've played a lot of shows Yeah. by 2016. But what you said was the only way you'll be invited back to play here again is if they stay on the dance floor. Yep. They have, like, if they leave the dance floor. You're done. You're done. Yeah. And so I watched that dance floor like a hawk. <laughs> and it's 2023. So I think we're, we must be doing something. You're doing something right. I mean, there's been a little bit of a lull. Take COVID out. I don't, um, whatever. I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad that we're doing <laughs> this. And I'm glad the weekend is here. Uh, it's my birthday weekend. And, uh, um, it worked out that way. I thought it was really neat. I think it's super awesome. I appreciate you coming to town. I appreciate you wanting me to well, come sing my song. I'm just excited that people are like flying in for the show. That's what you were saying. Yeah, I think it's super neat. Cool. Um, Vegas is one of those really cool places. Uh, I think that experiences everything. And I think that um, we talk about what makes Stoney so special. And a lot of it has to do with experience, whether it be the dancing, whether it be the live music, riding the bowl, just a lot of cool things to see here mm -hmm. and do here. And I think that's that's super fun. You have so many changes of things going on in your life. Um, music, personal life, cool shit going on, as always. Yeah. Your husband's probably one of the coolest dudes, I think, laid back kind of dudes I've He's met. so fun. And a book. Yeah, I mean, can't talk about it yet. But we're just going to talk about this book. Um, can't talk about it yet. We just did. Can't talk. We're, about we're not going to dive into it. But <laughs> I just think that it's neat that you're you're just you're not just Stephanie Quell, this musician. You're not just Stephanie Quell, this human wife. Like you've just done some cool ass shit. Well, I really appreciate that. When I look back on since 2020, you know, we were on the road five days a week. We all came off the road. We all were trying to figure out how do we keep making music. Yeah. So we recorded an entire album virtually with everyone sequestered in their different places. And when I was putting out that album in spring of 22, I was working on another one that was coming out in November. So, so last year when I look at, I mean, I, I, I sometimes forget that that all happened last year. And so now we finally get to play the music out and it just... I, I levitate, and that makes me really happy to be this obsessed with music after this many years. There, there's, there's a lot of smiling going on. <laughs> I want to go back to something that, that happened last night here. I sat here with Sam Grow. We just saw him yes. at dinner, which was cool. Shout out to Sam! His face, he smiled. Yeah. Uh, 
got a lot of great things going on in his personal life. Now here I am the next night and I'm sitting across from you with the same damn smiles <laughs> going on. And I just love being around happy people that have great shit going on in their life. Um, it just shows. I mean, wow. just this aura you have about you is it's phenomenal. Well, his, uh, his manager, Brad, said, you know, he's like, how, how are you doing? I go, I'm above ground grateful. Yeah. As long as we're above ground, everything is possible. It's true. Mm-hmm. You put out um, Hang My Hat. Mm-hmm. And off of that release, I loved Wild Frontier. Oh, yeah. That song's killing <laughs> it. Um, I know you got mad at me. I did, because yeah. that was the one I wanted you to put out. Yeah. That was, um, but who am I? I'm just some dude that listens to well, music. Well, it's, it's still out. It I is. I mean, it's, it's still very out. It's out. I love that song. And very in. People love that song. Yeah, as they should. It's a yeah, good tune. it's a great song. So as you're doing all this stuff and this writing stuff mm-hmm. and these two albums that now you've got that you're yeah. messing around with, yeah. do you do all that writing yourself? Do you have a group of people you like to sit with and... How does Stephanie Quell come up with new music? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, Wild Frontier, that's a Maren Moore song. Okay. She wrote that one. Really? And uh Uh-huh. I hate that song. (laughs) That was a joke. That was a total uh, joke. Gosh, she wrote it with a couple other writers, and I just loved the song when I heard it. How did that that get on your desk? it It got pitched to us. Yeah. Yep. We uh when we were looking for songs, because I, I always go back to the best song wins. You right. know, I'm I'm I consider myself a songwriter. Yes, and I haven't written my number one yet, so sure. I still uh, I still seek them out. As you should. And uh, and so that again, I'm a Montana kid. Like Wild Frontier. That's like fitting. It's very. It's it's right on the nose. How how old was that song before you got it? Gosh, that's a great question. Maybe Don't a couple know. years old. Yeah, not even. Yeah, that old. not even that Beautiful. old. Beautiful. And then it was really cool because we got to do the whole uh, International Women's Day with Wrangler with that song. Right. We were, re- we were just showing the Western, you know, world through women's eyes, and it's awesome. How, I mean, do you think that you're tied to Wrangler and rodeo and all that is because you grew up in Montana? That's where you're from, sort of thing, or? I think you know it's it's just it fits. Yeah. It's just what I've always done. It's what I'll always do. I want to say since I've known you, you've been Wrangler. Yeah. Tied to Wrangler. Yeah. I think lot, that's a lot of years. That's that's um that means that as we spoke earlier, it's a win win deal, obviously, because they're still doing it and you're still doing it. You know, they're they're an amazing company and I you know, I love what they stand for. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm very protective of the Western traditions and the culture and just the the rootedness that that creates. You know, you can see it in a little kid on our farm in North Carolina. And I'll circle back on the songwriting. Don't ever say when, that. When I'm sorry, <laughs> shoot, I did it. It's because you put it in my head. I'll, you put it in my head. What? Do, what would? What's another alternative? I, I, fucking anything. We'll come back to it. I don't we'll <laughs> come back to songwriting. You did it though because you put it in my head. You're gaslighting me right now. <laughs> also, uh, even, that wasn't even a pinky. Holy shit! I guess I did deserve it. <laughs> but when I see little kids get on horses for the first time. And they're in their cowboy boots. And what happens, that the face you see on me when I talk about singing, I watch that happen with little kids. And I see that aha moment happen. And that just kind of the curiosity and am I going to fall off or am I going to stay on? And all those things going through this, you know, little kids' minds, we all live that. You know, and that's just the greatest part. I mean, I think growing up on the back of a horse and on a farm and having to earn every single piece of free time has made me uh, earn every single moment I can get. It's pretty badass. And so it's it's awesome. And I love the way they look. So Wranglers. So you know, that's it's a. I haven't been in a pair of Wranglers in many many moons. Can I get you in a pair of Wranglers? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. I'd have to go try a bunch on and David see. I just need to go over the Husband boot barn. wears Wranglers. Right. Mm-hmm. He's My also stepson wears Wranglers. Yeah. I'm not saying it wouldn't. Pretty particular about jeans. But going back to songwriting. Yeah. Going back to. See what I did there? I'm thanks. proud of you. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you know, the last album, On the Edge, I wrote solely with Toy Touye, who I wrote Selfish With, Evil Knievel, Hang My Hat. And she and I went to Montana, and I just wanted that to be 
her. She was the only person I could even consider going to these places okay. because it was such vulnerable material and I had to go to all the crevices, all the places that terrified me. And It's almost like therapy. Completely. And again, like Toto, I wasn't even sure I was going to release that album to the world. I really didn't know. I didn't know until... I didn't even know if it was any good because I was, I mean, I was so in it. And I remember David got to Montana, Tori headed out, David got into town, and I just sat him down with my computer headphones and a very large glass of tequila. And I said, hi, so we did this. And here's eight songs. Will you listen? Will you take 30 minutes and listen? I'll be back. <laughs> and, and I just sat there like sweating. And he had the headphones on, so you weren't even listening to what he was no, listening no, to. No, no, I was just, I just wanted him to hear it. Right. And, because uh, he's, you know, he's my, he's my everything. He's my guy. So I had to have, I had to make sure he was comfortable with it. Because again, it's about a past relationship that was, it's you know, very too. super right. tragic. And uh, he just was so great. He said, had this never happened, we would never have happened. Right. Oh. So beautiful. Right. I don't, I don't know what's going on with this weekend, but <laughs> when I was talking with Sam last night, he's newly married, and yeah. he had this song, uh, and they were driving back from, from the, the, the retreat, and he was listening to it with her and getting her input, and again, he's smiling like I've never seen him smile. Mm -hmm. I've known him a few years now, yeah. and um, he went back and forth with his wife about, she's like, that's not deep enough. That's not deep enough. Right. You need to keep going. And, mm -hmm. and he changed the song because he valued her input so much because mm -hmm. she's that important to him in yeah. his life. And I, that's the same thing that you just did. And this is, let me tell you, this is 24 hours and it's the same conversation, the same <laughs> smile, literally the same smile, the same. Well, maybe it's like, you know, it's a neat thing. Maybe it's an omen for you. It's a good thing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to bikes. <laughs> Okay, so what was the final out of it? He loved everything about it, and that was just his yeah, response? Yeah, his response was, was that. And then, you know, the other person that I had to get ears on it was the little girl I had been protecting for so many years. Right. Who, you know, now is in her, at the time was 25, 26, 25. Yeah. And uh, so I sent her the songs. I think I, I heard, like, so we went into the studio and we did just rough band work tapes right uh of the music because we just had you know like tequila infused uh iphone guitar vocals from when tori and i were writing in montana so then we went into the um, into the studio and had the band play the songs and then i remember rex who's going to be playing tonight bass tonight he sent me the mixes he mixed it all down for me and i remember sitting in the same spot in my house in montana listening to the songs in the same room where we had written them. And I think it was Christmas Eve. And I just wept. I in just a good way? wept in a great way. Yeah. Because I think anyone who is a creative person who uses art, be it painting, writing, music, it's such an outlet, it's such a conduit for our emotions right. that I had guarded that for so many years. I never thought I would write this music. It was just inside. It, yeah, so it's like... I feel lighter and I, I feel freer. And so when she heard them, it was, you know, I was, I think I was equally nervous because she was, you know. Well, it was her life too. Her life too. And she lost her dad, you know, mm -hmm. and that, that's, that's just a totally different, you know, we had the same moment that we shared the night he died in that plane crash because we were together, but totally different experiences through you know the course of the following years so when she heard it and she said you know who am i to stand in the way of your healing Woo! big girl pants big girl pants i borrowed a lot of courage from her and it's i still do neat. and you you are do you see her tomorrow or I get to see her tomorrow in la at the show and she'll she'll hear the songs yeah. live which uh there's one song the only love song on the album is uh, her song, which is called Like She Is. And the tagline is, the hook of the song is, she isn't my daughter, but I love her like she is. You can probably relate to that line. I can relate to that mm -hmm. line. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I think the song that, that My Boy song that came out, that... Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Sh sh um, 
Wow. Yeah. Total blank. But then they came out with a girl version of LV. it. LV. LV Shane. That mm-hmm. was close. Uh, yeah, I listened to that song. I was like, holy shit. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what you hope for. Yeah. You know, that, that, um, that's neat though. I mean, what, what a tragedy to come out to. Completely. But I, I always like to say this, that a musician, someone that stands in front of a crowd and shares their personal life, uh, is either extremely fucked up <laughs> or has a lot of trust in what they're doing mm. and a lot of courage because you're literally getting up there hoping these people relate to you. Yeah. And I'm sure there's been nights when they didn't. Oh, or um, when the room was empty. <laughs> Those were some of the yeah. best nights though, because it, you know, you had to get through it. I always like to say that, um, like here, uh, there's nights we, that we'll go through things where it's packed. There's nights when you come in here right. and it's not packed right? and the band will play and I, I learned this years ago. I took a, um, my buddy Nick uh, to try out for a band called uh, Boy Hits Car, drumming. And these guys are on their fourth day of rehearsal trying to find a new drummer. And we went in on, I believe, a Saturday night, day four, at like five in the afternoon. And these guys were playing like it was the first guy sitting in there. And they told us a story. They're 16 hours a day trying to find the drummer that fits. And I took that with me. And this, this yeah. was 20 plus years ago. I took that with me forever. So whenever I go see a band play, rehearse anything, you give it your all or don't even be there. Like, right. period. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, when, you, when you're at, to, to me, if you're at rehearsal, uh, you should be playing like you're in front of everybody because that's what rehearsal is about. It's not just about the music. It's about you got to sell the show and sell what you're doing yeah. and the experience. And um, yeah. I'm not saying that we had some people early in the career here at Stoney's of bands that would just not give a shit about what the dance floor was doing, just thought they just played their music. But there's as a as an artist and as an entertainer, that's one of the things you do. You stand on stage, and if they're not feeling it, you figure out a way to make them feel it. Yeah. Or you're wasting everybody's time. Well, I I think that you know I when I think about where people could be spending their time. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm there for them. I guess that, that's how I look at it. I'm there for them. They're not there for me. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. I'm there for them. I have a great and, analogy to that. When okay. Show, no. Yeah. No, I just that like, I don't, I can't stand up there and be like, look at me. <laughs> it just makes me uncomfortable. It doesn't, I don't know. I go, I go to shows to be fed. Sure. I think our, our souls need music. So when I can look in someone's eyes, a complete stranger and someone I might never get to speak to, and convey something in my songs that meets them where they are. It's a win. Lights yeah. out. Uh, my buddy Greg, I've known since middle school. He just started coming out to Stoney's probably, I don't know, three, four months ago, hanging out. And he said his favorite thing is when after the show we walk in the back and he gets to meet the artist, gets to talk to him, whatever, or see my interaction with him, whatever. And he says, the people that are out front have no idea that you are just as excited to be on that stage as they are here to see you. Hmm. And he goes, it, it, it's, they, it, there was a way to show that because nobody knows that. Yeah. I mean, you just said it, but nobody really knows that. They don't, that to them, this, this might be your job. They might not think past that. Right. One of the reasons years ago, Alyssa and I were sitting on the couch and I put TikTok on my phone. I don't use it. Uh, but my goal was to get an intern to literally follow me around and show people what it's like from the minute you show up right. to rehearsal, to green room, to dinner, to pre-show, because these are all elements of things that no one has no idea that you do. Sure. They don't get to see that. Right. So that was the ultimate goal. I never did it, um, but it's something I still want to do because yeah. I think it's neat because you can expose some pretty fucking cool things out there that people have no idea that goes on. I always talk about Vegas. People think that you fly in on a jet. <laughs> if you were a male, My I'd jet <laughs> is uh, very large. I had all my closest friends on it. It all was 347. A, yes, you know, t- it was a it's a very uh, exclusive jet line called uh, Southwest. Southwest, <laughs> that's right. You can look them up online. Yeah. But I mean, the attitude towards that is just that that you guys, I say that when they come to Vegas, if you were a dude, I always say it's hookers and blow. You do your show and you move to the next town. That wow. sort of thing. But it's not that way. I no. mean, it's it's not. No, I th- there's there there's. It, I mean, maybe that's someone. I I don't. I haven't seen that. Uh, this is a business for me. Sure. So, uh, and I got to make sure my guys are good. You know, so that we leave five in the morning. You know, they're rested and feel good for the show tomorrow night. We right. give them the same, you know. You told me something so many years ago that I use uh, to this day. I think I've been 
a product of that lifestyle that you conveyed to me back then, but I think that just reassured me what I was doing was right. And you said, if there's someone in your camp that's not drinking the same Kool-Aid, I think your words were a little bit different, <laughs> but they don't belong in your camp, period. If they're not, right. yeah, I mean, and, and that, I joke tomorrow, there's a barbecue at the house. There's not one person there I don't want there. Right. Not well, I one. think when you walk in a room, like I, I want every single person here tonight, if they know me or don't know me, to leave feeling better than they came. Sure. Right. So I, I look at it like, so I take that in the micro and the macro. So if I have the chance to make someone feel bigger in a moment where maybe they don't feel seen, like, I don't know. It's just, it's important to me. People are important. I love, I love people. And I think that we are all so self-focused that sometimes we forget that sometimes a smile or just a look in the eye or just a check-in. Sure. You don't know what they're going through. We don't, we don't know. And, and I do think that when you have people around you that aren't lifting you to, aren't making you strive to be better, that's something you have to consider. You have to, yeah. I mean, in your world, uh, even in mine for that matter, I, I've, I, I learned something a long time ago that, that if you surround yourself with people that are smoking pot all the time and just sit on the couch playing video games, you're going to be that person. Yeah, you, you are the five people you surround yourself with, they say. I'm a true believer in that. You know, I focus a lot of my time on, on um, I always say money is not the answer. Um, that quote that you sent me that we read <laughs> or earlier is mm-hmm. what it's about. The end right. of the day is, is if you're doing work that you love, yeah, it, it ain't you work. Can't, you can't tell the days. No. You can't the, tell the days off by the days on. Right. Yeah. And that's why I mean I, I I love new music. I'll always be that. I love what you said when we were walking up here. You're you're like <laughs> Stephanie. I can't go to your show because you yeah. got to the level where. Yeah. But I think a person like you, I've always been drawn to because you you're human. Um, what? Uh, I am not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people come through here and they put on this facade of That's who just they too are. much work. Yeah. It's just too much that work. That alter ego, I guess. Yeah, I think I, I think that also comes with time, right? Yeah. I think that, you know, I think for a long time, I tried to be what a lot of people thought I should be. I think you we know, all did that. I think, I think that's just par for the course. That's a golf analogy, I think, par for the course. Yeah, is that golf? It is, it is golf. Fantastic. Very sporty. Big words. Uh, big thanks. words. It's not thanks. a motorcycle, but and I think do. I think you just get to a place where I, I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm really excited to know me now. Yeah, I mean, there's so much you and to I, keep. I like I like her. I like I like the person, and I that I see in the mirror, and I'm like, you, I can, you, I can. Well, goes, I can live with. <laughs> I think that you go back to being a little bit more youthful. I know I went through this where I cared what other people thought. Of course. I don't give a shit anymore. And but I'm still that doesn't make me a an egotistical or an asshole or anything like that, but my point is is like um your opinion of you is what matters that's most. It. That's and it. I think that's that's where a lot of times as we both have seen people come and go of this industry yeah. is usually you know the ones that you would think would have massive egos have no ego because they just love what they do and they're just really good people and, and i think grateful. that's a great yeah <laughs> and grateful and i think that's you know again it's you know we've all seen the ladder it goes up and it goes down and sure. the person sweeping the floors might be the number one viral tiktok artist in a month yeah so it's just you know um lily rose my god lily oh. rose she said something so rad she so just saw her she used to come here a lot with her girlfriend, now yeah. wife. Yeah. Because that girl grew up in Henderson. Oh, very cool. So Lily was walking down the back yeah. hallway one day, and she goes, Toad, this has just been a long time coming. I went, why? And she's like, man, I've been here like 15, 20 times. I went, what? And that then she tells so me the cool. story. I thought it was rad. But then to move a little bit forward, she was working um, uh, at a golf... Uh, um, um, Course? Yeah, but the... The golf shop. Yeah, the nah, pro the food. The, the food. Concessions. Uh, no. The, the restaurant inside of there. I mean, what are we playing? What is this? Um, <laughs> the the, the, the restaurant? Yes, but there's a name for it. Um, the Country Club. Country Club. Fuck. Thank you. <laughs> she's working at the Country Club, and then her song, Villain, goes viral, and the next day, she's in meetings with these people that she was serving, and it's right. something that she said was so neat. She goes, um, the guys are asking her, were we nice to you? Mm. And I'm like... Wow. What'd she say? 
I believe the answer was yes. Uh, I have to go back and listen. It wasn't anything bad, but the end of the day is you put it perfect. The guy could be the the, the janitor. Then the next day is the next big thing. And I do something here at work is um, the employees that work here. I say goodbye to them and I say hi and I ask how their day is. I don't have to do that shit. But I do it because I genuinely care. And I right. think that when you surround yourself, and I, I know you may not think this, but every now and then we all need reassurance in life. And that, when you said that to me years ago about the, your, your core group, these people are either on the same page as you or they just don't need to be there. It's not, right. not a bad thing. Well, it's just, it is just what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that was cool. I had something I, I've, I've, there's a couple things you've said to me through the years that I held on to like no different than an empty dance floor. And there has been a couple people that have come through here that haven't played here since that have done that. And um, I might not have said that to them, but hopefully they're aware. <laughs> um, you know, it's all like, I don't know. It just, I, I'm so happy to be back here because when I think about when I think about that room, when I get up on that stage, like that, that was like, that's like, like class. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, like honky tonk Academy. <laughs> really? Because I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just, when you said that, it just stuck. And so that's, I've taken that with me wherever I go. Um, there's been bands. Honky tonk university. You can like borrow I, that. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to trademark that shit. Um, they've had the artists that come through here and I will tell them, that was cool, but I'm more interested in your in your stuff. Like, yeah, th- this this town is no different than Broadway in Nashville because sure. there, there's cover bands a dime a dozen. Right. Do I mind a couple covers? No, I think sometimes it gauges an artist and makes them restart their opportunity to listen to the artist that's on stage if they sure. don't any, know anything about them. Right. AJ, one of our um, security guards, he goes, "The girl playing tonight. I listened to her stuff. I really like her. I'm looking forward to her show." And I looked at him. And I was like, "Damn, that's fucking rad." You mean to, to tonight? Me? To me? Tonight, to about you. me? Yeah, to you. Oh, cool. I came into work this afternoon. I got here probably oh, right around cool. five. And yeah, we had that private event. Yeah, and he yeah. was working. He popped in my office and he just said, dude, I got to tell you that I was listening to her oh, stuff online. Cool. And I was like, that's right. I said, you know, what's funny is her music is good, but her as a person is much better, mm-hmm. which is that's that's a feather in your cap because you carry yourself very well. Um, mm-hmm. You do have a lot going on. So let's just talk about the rest of the year. Like, you leave here. We know that you go to L.A. Then then what's 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 on your plate? Back to Nashville. And then from, honestly, I've got to finish up the book. Yeah. Which is super exciting. That we're not exciting, talking about. We're not talking about. And I, uh, I have some just new music I'm working on. Yeah. And I'm going to go back to Montana. That I've, I've found that Montana and my creativity are very well matched there. It's home. I don't know if it's bec- it's like I don't I, it it is home, but I, I I don't know. I just there's there's something there's something kind of divinely magical that happens, right? And so uh, I'm excited to get back there and write. I've got when does that I've happen? Got some when pieces, you go back to Montana? End of June. End of June. Mm-hmm. How how are the summers there? Heaven. Seventy eighty? Or are we talking nineties? I mean, I will be on a horse motorcycle with a fishing rod every day. The days are like three times as long. It's amazing because the sun doesn't set till ten. Wow! So you can you can have like a threefer, a threefer day you get up every and play day. Volleyball, then go fishing, I, and then go just, surf, and then it's right. just so incredible. Is there lakes by you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I don't. I've never been to Montana. Well, I told I've already you, invited you. You have. Um, I've joked around with my friend Stephanie. Her and her family live up there. I want to say they live in Kalispell. Um, or maybe they live in Whitefish. If it's near Kalispell, that's probably where. Is Bozeman by there too? Well, Bozeman's my hometown. That's where you're at, and that's seven yeah. hours from Kalispell. Yeah. I, I, I think they're in Kalispell. But uh, you would fly into Missoula. Missoula. That's what she said, and that's a little bit of a drive to Kalispell. Yeah, so I think three hours. Yeah, that's where three she plus. lives. Um, but I have talked to her. Uh, I was looking for a trailer, an enclosed trailer for a while, and I was looking all over the place, and I said For your motorbikes or for? I bought a Razor, a four-seater. Oh, oh yes, a yes. A four-seater, but... But yes, I wanted a trailer for that and the dirt bikes and all that kind of stuff. And I, I've talked about going to visit her. I still haven't. Ironically enough, uh, Tim Montana played Country Fan Fest a couple oh, years ago. Oh, I know ago. Tim Town. You know Tim, Tim Town. Tim Town. Toad Town. Tone Town. See? I see what you did there. See? So I wake up the next morning after I saw, actually a couple days after the show um, at Country Fan Fest, uh, Stephanie sends me a text message and says, do you know this guy? <laughs> and it's her next, the, the, his tour bus 
truck thing was right next door oh, to her house. Funny. And I was like, that's my buddy Timmy. That's Tim so Town. I, I called Tim and I'm like, Tim, you need to go next door and just bang on the door and make a lot of noise. Like, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, bro, come on. Of all the things that you could do, <laughs> I said, one of my best this friends. This one from will school. be fine. Yeah. I'm super bummed. Uh, we have another mutual friend, Chansey, um, mm-hmm. that lives here. She's in LA this weekend. Um, which sucks. I just didn't realize that she had saw you once before, but yeah. I saw the pictures not too long ago. That not that cool? Yeah, it's neat. Small world. She's a girl that I met through some friends that we used to all party all the time back in my drinking days. But um, I'm bummed that she's not going to get to see you tonight, too. Well, I just have to come back. I have no problems with that. I um, would really like to do that. I think we should just be like, you know, not every three years, maybe every quarter. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's not that's not all my fault. You know No, that. you are not responsible for a pandemic. <laughs> yes, that's not my fault. So the end of the year, just gonna write more music. Are you gonna tour anymore? Do some more stuff? Absolutely. We'll be on the road uh this fall heavily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll Headlining be back stuff? in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As long as you're on the West Coast, you gotta let me know. I mean this one was yeah. a little bit different because I think I reached out and said it's about time and then yeah. I think it worked some other out stuff really well. didn't work and then you were like, What about the state? I was like, What about your birthday weekend? Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't say no. I could not say no. Let me come play a show. <laughs> so maybe I think that maybe I will look into end of June. I'll see what's going on. I will be in Utah in July for Country Fan Fest, the end of July. Mm-hmm. Um, Montana's close. It's Yeah. It's not a far drive, right? From Salt Lake to... No. Seven hours? Is it seven hours? I don't know the answer to that Salt question. Salt Lake, I think... That's about as north I've driven. I'm going to say 7 to 13 hours, depending <laughs> upon how, at what speed you travel. What's behind? What, 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 what am are I you, telling? What are you trying? Tra- exactly. Because Steph told me straight up, she's like, just bring your dirt bike up here, and there's so much stuff to ride, and that's there's, like heaven for me. There's so much. And when you mentioned that electric mo- that yeah. electric dirt bike, the last dirt bike I took out, I think it was, I don't know, it was either Kawasaki or, is it Suzuki? The, Those- yeah. And um, I have a Honda. I was on a. I was at the tail end of our whole family went up the trail, and David was at the, like on the adventure bike, and like my dad was on the razor, and then all of us were like kind of trailing behind. I was I was taking up the tail, and I just caught some mud, and went like went under it but it's a it's super lightweight yeah. and uh so i was just kind of laying there in the mud i was like that was awesome <laughs> i was like so proud most kids would you know cry. so I'm, I'm not a child you know what you i'm know? just saying most most so like I, I went down and i was like huh no one's no i was the last so Nobody everyone saw was you. gone right. right like it was down the trail and i was like well <laughs> eventually someone will notice and so I was able to get the bike off my myself, and everything was fine. But I like busted a mirror, and so I like just kind of like tried to reattach it. Electric. So <laughs> no, this was this oh, was like a a, a the, dirt bike. Dirt the bike. pipe didn't land on you and burn your leg or anything. No, no, and I wore pantalones, so pants, <laughs> jeans. That's good. I was just covered in mud. It was right. awesome. Awesome. So then, like my my brother came back and helped me get the bike because you know when you end up like sideways on a hill, like that does not work. No. No. I, I rode my dirt bike for the first time in the year last Saturday, and I put my riding pants on, and I walked out by Alyssa, and she goes, it's time for you to get some new pants. I've burnt yeah. my pants. Like, I wear they're the, the zip-offs. Oh, yeah. I don't like wearing like the full shorts. pants. Yeah. So I wear, the, I wear the shorts, but they're that Gore-Tex, whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. But when probably three or four rides ago, uh, I don't know if I fell or if I leaned the bike funny, but it burnt my pants burn a hole like right through it that's why i asked you if you burn yourself but um my pants i love them they're short i mean they're super shorts like whatever but they're they're old and they're comfy and my phone still fits in i don't lose i put a bottle of water in the other one and i just i rode i rode saturday i said i'm gonna be gone 20 minutes yeah i was gone two hours oh i know i i it's freedom i yeah it's i mean i remember when my so my mom so I, I probably rode dirt bikes as a kid, maybe a little, but not, you know, we were, I was on the back of horses. So that was my, that was my dirt bike. And so when I started riding Harleys with my mom, that was just like maybe three, four years ago. That was 2019. Okay. Yeah. 2019. And her whole, I was like, mom, why motorcycles? Like, what is it for you? Because, you know, horses, like that's a lot of horsepower. Sure. And she goes, cause yeah, I only have to consider one heart. Oh. On the back of a motorcycle, I only have to consider my right. own heart. Right, not two. I'm like, wow. It's deep. Deep mom's deep. <sighs> Favorite song you've been a part of in your career so far? 
Mm. Well, there's so many. Favorite song you've been a part of so far in your career? <laughs> well, I get your question, but it can have, you know... What's okay? Like, let's do am this. Am I a writer on it? Is it just a song? Just is the it... song that you've been a part of. Whether you just sang it, whether you were a part of writing it, whether it's just the delivery of the meaning of the tune. Like, what? What is? If you were to go back and say this was the one song mm. that has defined me so far in my career. Oh, that would be "Drink with Dolly." Yeah, hands down, hands down, because that was the beginning of my defiance. Uh, because when we were deciding to take that to country radio, it was that we were told we're crazy, it's too traditional, it's too country for country. And I'm like, and again, this is a different time. It's like 2016, and uh, I think women were still considered tomatoes on salads. And uh, and I, uh, I was just <laughs> like, this sorry. is such a beautiful <laughs> tribute to women. Yes. And Dolly's like, you know, my... My person. So I think if there was one song, that song was the catalyst of so many other opportunities. And it's... Game changer for you. Game changer. And that, you know, got me in Dolly's orbit. Yeah. And, uh, which is so crazy to say. And then to be able to translate that to debuting at the Opry, translate that to playing her 50th anniversary as a member translate that to all these different opportunities because I trusted myself and not what other people thought. And right. I think that's like that a, a healthy defiance, right? If you didn't believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I just go back to this thing where these people are signed to these label deals and they decide when and what you can put out. Where, where's the artistry in that? I struggle with that myself. Well, I think that, you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't know, right? I, in my in in my career, I have fought really hard to show another way. I think that if you had told me at twenty eight, twenty nine, when I was putting out my little CD in two thousand nine, was twenty nine, uh, that at forty three. I would be sitting here with you and being so happy and comfortable in my skin and yet so hungry for the songs that I'm going to write that will change my life to show women who are just coming up in our industry that age is such a played out narrative. Definitely. So played out. That's cool because when I came into the industry... That was the topic. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. It's neat. Do you think that 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 landscape has changed for women? I think it's changing. In a good way. I do. I like it. Um, there's a lot of female artists that I have this conversation with some people in radio, and they always say, "Well, you always say you don't like female artists," and I was like, first of all, when when have I've I?" I've never said heard that? you say that, and I've known you a long time. You've seen the people that I brought through here. Yeah, I've never heard you say that. So. Um, but I just sit back and I'm like, I think that to me, John Mark said something to me that, you know, the song is the song. It doesn't matter if it's a dude, a chick, black, white, gay, straight, whatever. It doesn't matter. The song's the song. Mm -hmm. It's either good or it's not. And my attitude towards that is when I hear stuff. We were talking about Royal Lynn earlier, and I literally learned about her from someone who played here. Right. And I trusted their judgment. Period. Right. End of story. I do that with Michael uh, down at Moonshine. Right. I ask him a question. He's like, um, I called him the other day. Someone wanted his phone number for an opening thing. And he yeah. goes, here's the deal, Toad. If <laughs> you trust them, I trust them. Well, and what I love about the two of you is you do have this great camaraderie because you got us down there. Yeah. You know, you that vouching for us. Yeah. And, man, we had some kick-ass shows down in San Diego. I'm glad. So fun. I'm glad, but the end of the day is I think that's our job. As as um, uh, I'm, I'm a consumer of new music. You already know who I am and what I do and yeah. what I I, 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 I told Sam uh, a couple shows ago. I said the blueprint is, is you play here and you play here consistently, and each time you get bigger and bigger, and you have to be human in this yeah. market because yeah. I told Michael Ray this, I told uh, Haley May not Haley Campbell, um, um, Haley Witters this. Yeah. I said you're in a position in Vegas. 
there's all kinds of shit going on here, and mm-hmm. they're choosing to be here. Exactly. Period. And I'm not saying that it's different than any other show, but it kind of is because yeah. there is so much opportunity to do stuff in this town on yeah. any given night at any given time. And when Haley Witters was here, T. Swift was at Allegiant. Adele was playing, and Luke Bryan was playing. Tonight, Garth is playing. Yeah, Garth is playing. And your place is packed downstairs. Yeah. So I just sit back, and I'm just like, man, the end of this for me is just that, that people choose yeah. new music, and it lets me know, it feeds my own soul to know that people care. And when I have people like AJ that say, yeah. I listen That's to music. That's really cool. It's just, and he's... Huge shout-out to AJ. Yeah, I'll, Dang. I'll, I love him for it, because the end of the day is, I don't want to say that, my job isn't to expose them to new music. It's just what I do. Yeah. My, our employees but I love it when they get done I'm like dang that was a badass show I yeah. mean I like stuff like that because it, it just it makes me feel like I'm doing something right and my ear is alright like I listen yeah. to stuff and I've, tur- I've turned down a lot of stuff I argue with a lot of booking agents about stuff that stuff that they, like, I had them come to me with a couple bands that are big but they just wouldn't fit the room right? and I'm just like I'm not going to pay that kind of money to take that chance like yeah. I'd rather take a chance on a smaller artist and just see where I where I can see what see what I can do bubbles with it. up yeah. yeah you know um I'll get back to where I was before doing a lot of different things and a lot of ways to expose stuff but um in the meantime it's it's the stage and it's the uh I do still have uh obviously the podcast that does these do yeah um I laugh because I told you the comment that I got earlier um about this not being real media but the podcast stuff on average, fifty to 70,000 streams in the first two weeks. It's incredible. It's just the neatest thing in the world. And here's the thing. You know, I was on the, I was on a podcast conversation, I guess, interview. What day is this? Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Yesterday uh, in Montana. And it was, you know, I was zooming in. And it's fascinating to me how willing strangers to you, to me, strangers will put their limiting scope around anyone and anything. Yeah. And, you know, those limiters, right? And it's so, it's just interesting to me. Like, if everyone took off the limiters, imagine. It'd be a different world. Pretty cool. I was driving not too long ago, and, uh, I love driving and listening to podcasts. When I drive home now, it's what I think I like about radio so much is it's not so much radio anymore. Right. It's turning into talk stuff. Yeah. And I enjoy just consuming info. Well, yeah. Dick Down in Dallas, Mr. Trey Lewis. I don't know him. Yeah. Don't know much about him. I listened to this podcast that he was on and I learned all this stuff about him. And I'm so grateful I did because the dude's been through hell. And I've sat with artists in here that have been through stuff. Their demons in yeah. there. Nate Smith was a, a, a super fun conversation with because he's tried Nashville twice. It took him twice. He lost his hometown, Paradise, California. He was a nurse, didn't know what he was like, just all over the fucking place. But his yeah. second trip, something called him to go back. His friends helped him get yeah. there. And it's just a neat story. I listen to Trey Lewis. Neat fucking story. Yeah. I'm excited for your book. Um, I'm excited for you to, to expose your inner... Um, I'm excited for the songs. The, that too, but just to be able to put all that stuff out and really yeah. express nobody nobody knows you like you know you. And yes, and I also think that uh revealing that there's a lot of strength that comes with being vulnerable Ow. and saying, "Hey, Look at I'm this. I'm getting him again." I I am we're all Everybody's human. That's yeah. what we always say. You going never know what stuff. someone's going through. And mm-hmm. to, I've known you for years. Yeah. Years. Six, four, Since seven. Since I was like 16. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. That time. was terrible math. <laughs> yeah, I don't math well. We don't um, math well. <laughs> the, the, the idea to see that, that you're going to... You, I'd never seen this side of you. I've never seen you smile like this before either. I just have to let you know that. Wow, really? Uh, never. You've always smiled, but never like this... You're comfortable, yeah. and I think that this this is a neat thing. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you to play tonight. I'm excited for the rest of. I'm excited for what is it? April of next year mm. is what I'm excited yeah. for as well. Just when you get to really put out you, and it's going to be heavy. And I I think that um, continuing to watch your journey is is I get that's my passion is to get to meet people and watch them grow. Um, we've had a lot of big moments. We've we've had some big it's moments. Very cool. Yes, and I think that I look forward to them continuing. I will always, 
I will always be a fan of Stephanie. I have to tell this story so other people know. I went back to CRS one year, and all these radio people asked me to go see Garth Brooks and to go see Zach Brown Band in Nashville, and I told them no. <laughs> I'm going to see new music. And one of the guys responded to me, and he said, Garth is playing new songs. And I thought, that was fucking cool. I, mean, I love Garth. He's, yeah. he's an icon he's in Garth. this industry. He is Garth. Um, but I chose two people to go see. And two opportunities of things. I went to go see Austin Jinx first, a place called the Basement East. Neil Mason was there and maybe 16 other people. And Austin Jinx sat down. That's a cool room. Uh, it's a neat room. And he sat mm -hmm. there with his guitar and he, he sang this song, um, If You'd Been Around. Mm. And um, I, don't, I don't know my dad. And I listened to that song and I took it a little bit different than he intended it to be. Um, I had a nice conversation with him about it, you know, yeah. and really understood where that song came from and why. And still to this day, I listen to it and, I, and it relates to me a little bit different than what his intention was. Um, not in a bad way. His just my experience was a little bit different than his, but that song hits. And then after that, I ran over to this Bluebird Cafe <laughs> and I sat with Heather and David and um, I saw something that I, no one can ever take away from me. It was another one of those moments that. I just thought was the coolest thing. I talk about it. Uh, it's a, a normal piece of conversation when people talk about Nashville and going back for certain things. And it was a highlight for me. And then the Opry. Yeah. Um, you see it in my office. It's something I'll cherish that there's three people I've seen Opry debuts. Yours, Tony Jackson's, and Sam Gross. And every one of them was different. Yeah. Uh, a blessing in my life different for, mm. for each one of them. Yours, that's, that's a magical room. Well, it, yours was the first one, too, and I think yours was the first experience I ever had going back and watch you go into the room with these freaking phenomenal musicians and them yeah. take what you do instantly and make yeah. it great. That uh, For the album release on November 4th, we got to play the Opry, and Tori, my co-writer of the album, she'd never played the Opry. And, so, and that was going to be my 12th time, and so I'm like, man... Wouldn't it be cool? If she can. You've played there twelve times. Played there twelve times. Get the. Yeah. So I. Uh, so I. I got to call Tori and be like, "Hey, um, what are you doing on, you know, Friday night?" And she goes, oh, "I've got this thing and this thing." I was like, "Oh, cool, 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 cool." She's like, "Why?" I'm like, oh, "I just, you know, I thought maybe we could play the Opry together." She's like, "What?" <laughs> and it was so awesome. Because we played the last song on the album, Only Good Will Come of This, which is really, like when you were asking, like the song, that one has so much uh, wrapped up in it from the words of my mother the day after the plane crash to how Tori and I wrote that as the last song in Montana to what it symbolizes, what it says. Uh, and to have that, you know, tattooed, in Opry history. Right. And her just at the piano and me just at the mic. And getting to share that with her. Priceless. <sighs> Dude, again, third time. That's neat. So good. I think that place is a neat place. We have to... Um, we have to go. I have to go do a show. Yeah. Tell people how to find you online. Mm. Okay, well, there's this amazing new search engine. It's called Google, and it's wild. If you just type in my name... Stephanie Quayle, you can find all kinds of stuff out about me. Music, or you can stream it. But for tour dates, stephaniequayle.com, for sure. Uh, for all my shenanigans on all social media, as long as it's still legal, I'm on there. Did you see that Montana just banned TikTok? I did. Yeah. How do you feel that, about that? Listen, I'm not, I'm not the boss. <laughs> you know, I mean, look. We had a balloon over the state, and now TikToks have been banned. You make your own deductions. I, uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, Listen, I'm just here. Here's I'm a country singer songwriter. I'm gonna sing my little songs about my emotions and my feelings. Um, Alyssa, um, I'm gonna do what do 10:30. Mm, mm, um, mm -hmm. Alyssa was on TikTok, and then uh, she wanted Instagram, so we sat her down, like a grown ass adult that she's not, and said, <laughs> "You have a choice. You can either have." Uh, TikTok or Instagram, and mm. she took Instagram. Um, did she, she did she share why? Uh, did you ask her? No, Maybe I she think she needed. Was... I think she needed a change. Oh, in that sense, okay. and uh, she's a very smart girl. Um, no question. She doesn't have 
too many people that are an outside influence to her that really change her thoughts. Yeah. Um, she's got a good heart. Her mom's. Her um, mom is fierce. Yeah. And at the same time, protective, but at the same time, also allows her to do some stuff that right. that mom should do. Uh, but the other side of that is, is that um, I think my favorite thing about Alyssa is she's she does follow a lot uh, in, from her personal s- surroundings and she consumes that. You, you saw her tonight. Um, but at the same time, she's her own person, will always yeah. be her own person. Mm-hmm. She knows what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, she Seven years, almost seven years, um, I've never gotten pissed off at her because mm-hmm. she's just done something she's stupid. Solid. She's a good kid. You know, you just sit back and go, man, that's a blessing. Yeah. Because I sit back and I think about well, my kid. He was a boy. You know, he he did he did some crazy stuff. But at the same time, he was a boy. So maybe he was supposed to. I don't know. Or maybe this one's going to change. I see the personality and the attitude changing because she's getting closer to 15. I <laughs> saw a lot of you in her personality, <laughs> which was really, it just warmed my heart. Yeah. she's It's a, incredible. Heather says it all the time that she is uh, a mini me. And there's no question. And it's neat. She's going to take over your whole world. She's going to be like, piss. <laughs> it's funny because when I, I do stuff, like I'll, I, I introduce her to entrepreneurship. She always yep. says, bet, say less. I'm like, we should put it on a shirt. So I went and bought betsayless.com. I forwarded it to a landing page on what Famous Enough. What did you enough. say? Bets? Say less. It's just something kids bets say. Say less? Bet. Bet. Dot. Bet, period. Say less. So bet's like, what gotcha. Mean? Gotcha. Right on. Gotcha? Yeah. Like, right. I gotcha. Like, if you said, hey, I'm going to have a great show tonight, bet. Oh, really? That sort of thing, yeah. But I don't know where the Say Less stuff came in. I don't, but whatever. So we put on a shirt, and I told her, so here, here's the deal. I bought the domain name. I'll buy the shirts. As we sell them, we'll just do a 50-50 yeah. split on them so, sort of thing. Once you recoup. Well, no, nah, I mean, I, I, in some sense, I'd, I take the cost of the shirt out of it. Right, right, of right. Course, of course. But yeah, the profit stuff, we just split okay. with her. And so, You're adorable. Yeah, we... It, it's like better than a lemonade stand. It T-shirts. Is, it is. And it's not over. Dude, so she starts she in her marketing and business class that she's in now. They she Reminder had to, for everyone listening, she's 14. 14. She had to come up with an idea, uh, um, a business. And so yeah. she came up with a pizza truck. Duh. And uh, she it. called it Bet Say Less Pizza. So I gave her Photoshop. I gave her the tools. I help her with it, show her some stuff. She, she just... She's learning, and I think it's the neatest thing in the world that's when they the have the thing. drive. Yeah, and, I, that, and that's what it's all about. I think the greatest investment any artist, any person can make is in themselves. Yeah. You know, I think that that's – you can never go wrong. No, even with failure. No, failure's the best. You can't learn unless you fail. Boom. Thank you again for the time. Love your face. Don't try to tell me there'd be another you I hear what you're saying but I